he goes, I want you to write this down. Spectator versus participator. Spectator versus participator. Because there's one thing that I've learned about football, and it's this, is that there are fans. Who in here has a, who in here is a fan of a team? Come on, make some noise. Rep your team really quick. All right, okay, okay, no, 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 okay, here, okay, here's the thing. In high school, back when I was growing up, back in uh, 20, or 2009, who in here was born in 2009? Slip your hand up. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. But back in 2009, uh, I played for Austin High School, right? Where are my black bears at? Okay, that was like, okay. Everybody's like, eh. I get it. This year it's a little bit, eh. Last year it's a little bit, eh. But back when I was playing, we, um, we were playing and we made it to the playoffs uh, two times in my career. Uh, and we uh, got beat every single year in the first round because we played against like Hoover. Who knows who Hoover is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoover and yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoover right. And, and we would lose those games because uh, we weren't that good. But there's one thing that I love about football, and it's just something about the atmosphere. Everybody say the atmosphere. So, you know, the atmosphere in football, it's, it's a little something like this because, you know, I went to the Austin and Decatur game. Uh, uh, not this past week, but like two weeks ago. And there was something that I love, right? And it's always the exchanges between the two fans, right? Between the Austin side and the Decatur side. Because uh, when Austin wasn't uh, winning, which that hurts me to say that because, you know, as, a, as an Austin black bear, right? Um, uh, and they were cheering. <laughs> Decatur pulled one of the greatest words I've ever seen. Uh, and, and actually one of the greatest chants I've, uh, like, I've ever heard. And what they would do is they would chant, we can't hear you, and like, you know, all stuff. And, you know, for me, I love it because, <laughs> because, like, it's just poking fun. But there's a difference between the fans and the players. And somebody told me the difference. Well, the difference is, Pastor Brock, is that some are spectators and others are participators. You know, and today we're going to dive into that. But let me pray first. Jesus we love you, God. We thank you so much, Father, for who you are. God, I ask, uh, God, I ask that, God, that you will uh, touch uh, us as we uh, dive into this message, God. God, I pray that, God, that we will uh, see you move in a mighty way, God. And God, we ask that, God, that you will touch every student's heart, God. God, I pray that, God, that we learn that, God, that we're not called to spectate, but, God, we're called to participate in what you're doing, Father. And we love you and thank you. Jesus, and everybody said Man, I'm super excited. And you know what? Uh, I've been on a uh, on a sermon illustration kick. So I uh, found a phone finger. Actually, uh, Sammy found a phone finger. Y'all give it up for Samantha Brandon. Right? And so uh, uh, fans, man, fans are awesome. Do you guys know that when, when, when whenever you know, you're in the stadium and you're yelling, uh, there's something that begins to change. And, you know, here's the one thing that I've learned about, uh, about like, my walk with God and about and about watching Christians, right, with this phone finger, right? Uh, actually, I don't wear phone fingers during worship, as you can tell. <laughs> Jesus, right? <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, but there's one thing that I've learned about phone fingers and, like, about about fans is that is that is that they always cheer on the team, right? It, you can't be a fan and not cheer on a team. But one thing I found out about Christians is this, is that... Is that too many Christians? All right, everybody, put your big boy pants in. Uh, you know your big boy, big girl pants on really quick. 
One thing I found out about Christians is that is that we'd much rather be a fan than following Jesus. Let me repeat that again. Uh, we would much rather be a fan, right? Cheer on and not have to go through the struggle, not have to go through everything, than to actually follow Jesus. You know, uh, too many times we, we we like to spectate and sit back and let and let everything happen. And you know, uh, there's one thing that I know about this generation is that you know what this generation has the most potential. You know what, Gen Z, I believe in you the most. We talked about it during Caltip and about statistics, and I believe that you guys are statistic breakers. I believe that you guys are going to change the world. You know, because you can access things on your phone and you will, like, get millions of like like views and just one click and all stuff. It's crazy. I believe in you, but we got to learn how to be participators. Everybody say participators. Participate. Um, let me quickly read to you Revelations 3, 15 through 16 real quick. I, I, I actually hit it on this a few months ago, but, but I feel like I was supposed to read this scripture. Revelations 3, 15 through 16, it says this right here on the screen. <laughs> and it says this, I know all the things you do, that you are neither, what? Hot nor, everybody say hot. Everybody say cold, right? Hot and cold. You are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, right? He says, but since you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, what does it say? I will what? <laughs> I got that right <laughs> I will spit you out, right? It's like, it's like, it's like, you know what he's saying? He said, because you're not either hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out. And you know what? You, here's one thing that I know is that I'm going to be scalding hot and on fire and passionate for Jesus. And you know what? Uh, I've learned that you know what? as the generation grows, you know, as the generation gets older, that you know we have the potential to see our schools be changed for Jesus. Because if a group of students can get together and say, I am passionate for Jesus, things are going to begin to change in my school. You know, the depression rate's going to drop. The suicide rate's going to drop. Drug use vaping's going to stop. But it always starts with a choice. Everybody's saying a choice. It always starts with the choice. And the choice is whether, I, and, am I going to be a spectator or are you, am I going to participate? Am I going to be a fan who, you know what, cheers on every single Sunday, but then when it goes into school, I'm not investing anything. Or you know, am I going to be a follower? Everybody say a follower. A follower. See, this one thing that I learned is spectators are like fans, right? Spectators are like Fans, right? Right? Spectators are like fans. See, fans are always in the stands cheering, but they don't go through the grind of the players. Let's just be honest for a second. Fans enjoy getting to go to the concession stand, but they don't get cramps on the sideline. Where's my athletes at? Who's ever gotten a cramp before on the sideline? Oh, yeah, come on. It's especially like a calf cramp. You, 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 you guys ever walk in there? It's like, it's like, it's like you got shot in Oh! <laughs> You know, you're doing that there, there. See, fans, see, fans, when they go home from the game, they're upset with the team if they lose. But if they win, they're all hyped up. But the players have to deal with the consequences every single time. See, spectators are like fans. See, uh, fans, watch this, they know all the information and they know all the facts. And, you know, here's a fact for you is that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Okay, but amen. All right, amen. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, Alabama football is the greatest program in football history. Okay, 
Alright, bet. Alright, okay. And you know what? The Patriots. Well, I, I don't know if I can say anything about the Patriots right now. <laughs> because, oh, no, right? And the Lakers are the best. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> and LeBron is a crybaby. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I got some, some guys over here, right? And uh, uh, Mexico's been to World Cup soccer, alright? But that's just my thing, right? <laughs> see, see, see the fans. Watch this, Ron. See, the fans, they know all the information and they know all the facts. If I were to ask you about, about LeBron James, right? Right? And I ask you what accolades he won, you guys would be able to tell me right now. How many rings does LeBron have? And how many uh, finals appearances does he have? Ten. Ten, right? And how many MVPs does he have? See, fans know all the information about the players, but watch this, the difference between a fan and a follower is that the fan isn't willing to put in the same work. Ooh. See, and there's another thing that I've learned is this, is that fans, watch this, watch this, fans' moods are dependent on how the moment is. Watch this, Pastor Mark, explain that for me. I will. When everything is going good, the fans are Loud. Who's ever been a part of a football game where, like, like, like the first kickoff, they return it back, and everybody in the stands, everybody on the team is going, right, screaming all stuff, right? And then you know, about the fourth quarter, it's a blowout. The fans are going crazy, but the opposing side's down. See, I've learned that spectators and fans of the of, of Jesus, watch this. When everything's going good, they're here at church, but when things are going bad, they're they're away. Ugh, okay, sorry. That was a little bit too the hot take there for you. Uh, see, 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 see. When everything's going good, man, I can be up here at the front worshiping, going crazy, now, right, going crazy, right. But then when things are going bad, it's like, why am I here? Why am I forced? You know, my my parents forced me to come in here. See, fans, fans are dependent on the mood, right? Followers. Everybody say followers. See, see, followers push through. Followers push through what you're going through. See, followers are in the grind. Followers are keeping to go after God. You know, here's the thing that I've learned is we are called to be participators. Everybody say participators. We're, we're called to participate. You know, we're not called to sit back and let Sarah lead. We're not called to sit back and let me preach a message and then that's it. We are not called to sit back when Aaron's doing offering and just give our tithes and that's it. No, 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 no. We are called to be world changers. We are called to be followers. Watch this. We are called to read our Bible. That's not a hot take, by the way. That's, that's truth. We are called to pray. We are called, you know what, when worship is going, right, we are called to lift up our hands and to seek after. We're not called to sit back and depend on what songs are being played. We're not called to sit back and if Pastor Brock's not talking about the pressure inside, you know, it, it doesn't apply to me. Or you know what, you know, all this kind of thing. Man, if your mood is dependent, watch this, if, if your mood is dependent on something, your relationship with God will fail every single time. Pastor, let me dive into that a little bit more. See, that I learned this is that is that faith is a decision. Everybody say a decision. Faith is a choice. Everybody say a choice. See, see, I bet you Jesus didn't want to die on the cross. There's scriptural proof where he asked God to give it to somebody else because he didn't want it. But he still chose. See, if faith was an emotion, we wouldn't have a savior right now. 
I want you to think about that. If faith, if, if faith was built off of emotion, the church would be dead right now. See, faith is a decision. Faith is a choice. Faith is something that, you know, every single morning I'll wake up and I say that I'm going to follow Jesus. See, faith says, you know what? I may not feel good. You know what? My parents, you know, something's going on at home. You know what? There may be things going on everywhere in my life. You know what? I may have like five tests today and I'm going to be tired. But faith says, you know what? No matter what the circumstance is, I'm still going to pursue after Jesus. See, participators are followers. They're, they're followers after Jesus. See, participators look, you know what, look at the circumstance, but they choose to worship their God anyway. You know, participators push through things. You know, um, growing up, I played football my entire life. And, and there was one thing that the coach always used to tell me. Now, if you've been in any sport or any PE class, you know, you probably heard this too. But the one thing that the coach would say whenever I played football, there were two things that he would say that would frustrate the mess out of me. And, and the first one is when you're doing sprints and you're running back, you have to touch the line with your hand. It's like, it's like I'm already running full speed, man. Come on, man. I don't want to have to bend down on stuff. But the second thing that they would always tell me, and it would frustrate me because You'd always have those teammates. Who here has those teammates that would never do what the coach says and made you run extra? Come on. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Some of you guys do have messed up teammates, right? But the one thing that he would tell me to do is don't stop at the line. Finish what? Through the line. Finish through the line. See, here's the thing that I've learned is that we as students, we don't do anything up to the point Right for our walk with Christ, we say, I'm gonna keep going after Jesus no matter what. You know what? Because if we learn to just do the bare minimum, you know what? We're never gonna see a true movement of God happen in our schools. You know, if we say, Oh, I just gotta go to church every single Sunday, you know what? Just ask God for repentance, and then you know I can turn back this way. No, a true follower, people who want to see, you know what, to see their schools change, they say, God, no matter what, I'm gonna finish through it, you know, I'm gonna finish and do everything that I can. To go after you. See, followers are actively, everybody say actively. They're actively pursuing after God. Right? Luke 9, let's read this really quick. Luke 9, 23 to 26. It says this right here. Jesus said to all of his followers, right? It says, they said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, watch this. Everybody, everybody, everybody say follower. If you want to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. You know, there's some things in our life that, you know, we've got to learn that if we want to follow Jesus, we've got to let go of. You know, there may be some addictions. There may be some friends. There may be some things that are going on in your life that you say, I have to drop this so that I can follow Jesus. You know, some of that is, some of that's also saying, I'm gonna let go of insecurities, you know. I'm gonna let go of people think of me, you know. I'm gonna let go of this of this depiction that you know what, as a student, I have until I am Pastor Brock's age to get right with Jesus. No. No, 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 no. So it says this: you must turn from yourself as ways and pick up your cross and follow me. Pastor Brock, what does that word cross mean? That means the same thing that Jesus is going through. You know what the same thing that he did? You know what we're saying? That I am denying myself, right? There's scripture that says deny yourself daily. It says deny yourself, right? Pick up the cross. The cross 
Okay, listen to me. The cross back in Jesus' day was a point of humiliation. They would actually do that to people that they wanted to make fun of and kill. Right? And so what he's saying is that you may look not of this world. You start changing your music options. You know, you start changing the accounts you follow. You know, you start changing your friends. You know, you start changing your language. And people are going to start saying, well, you know what? That's dumb. You know, you don't have to do that. Said, no, my God has called me to carry my cross daily. You know, I don't want to spectate. I want to participate and follow with what Jesus is wanting to do. Next verse, verse 24. It says this right here. It says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. At some point, students, we have got to get this, is that, that, that the plans that God had are better than the plans that I've drafted up in my head. You know what? The things, the, the things that I feel like are the best for me are sometimes not the God things for me. You know, when we realize that God has a good plan, when we realize that, you know what, if we say, God, I'm going to seek after you. When you say, God, you know what? I'm going to take my summer. You know, I'm going to take my fall. You know, I'm going to take my winter. You know, I'm going to say, no day. Oh, that's a big one for some people in here. I'm just messing up. I'm messing up as a poke. I'm just kidding. Right, okay. Right, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this year. And you know what? I'm not going to watch any Netflix or you know what, listen to any explicit music. You know what? You know what that's saying? That's saying I'm denying myself so that I can follow after Christ. You know what? God's looking for some people to do that. Verse 25. We're speaking to get ready to come on up here. Verse 25 says this right here. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you are destroyed yourself? Pay attention. What happens if you were to gain the world, but you were to lose everything? Right? What would happen if you gained the whole world, but you lost it? Man, I would much rather own nothing, have no friends, have no social media, no phone, no anything, and I know that I'm going to heaven with my Savior for all eternity rather than have all the benefits, all the pluses, and all that stuff. Man, we've got to get this, youth, is that, is that sometimes we've got to learn to deny ourselves so that we can pick up what Jesus is wanting to do.